what I do right before my skincare regimen, it's almost out of curiosity than like, I must do it. It's more of like, how's my skin doing today? Because <laughs> it only takes a second, like literally just to pinch it diagonally across my forehead and then watch what that looks like. It tells you more because sometimes your touch can be deceiving because like I will have the craziest texture on my face, but I'll be hydrated. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, good. Go me drinking my water and I'm putting on my moisturizer, but now I need some exfoliation help. So my chemical peel will help. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist, Cassie Knabel and professional esthetician and makeup artist, Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. This week, this week on the podcast, (laughs) I have my giggly co-host back with me. She just had to tell me to stop giggling and I can't. (laughs) We're very giddy today. We are extremely giddy. Genevieve is back. Hi, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we have missed you so much. I like... I just won't stop watering. Maybe that's like... Maybe this is misty eye. Am I misty-eyed and giggly at the same time? I, it's quite possible. There's a lot of emotions happening just on a daily basis in our world, let alone like... Oh, man. In this momentous occasion to have you back. It's been kind of like... <laughs> it's been very odd to have mm-hmm. like, you know, the other half of this gig just, you know, taking a break for a bit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. everyone was like, wait, are you guys still... And I was like, yeah, but did you listen <laughs> Did you listen? I said she's been gone for a few weeks. Like everybody calm down. We'll bring some (laughs) interviews and then she'll be back after that. So I'm just, I'm glad. I feel like sanity is going to be restored to the podcast for for all. I'd say like flow, like flow will be like Mm -hmm. more normal, I guess. How are you feeling? Welcome. Good. Like I feel kind of like you're saying a little giddy, a little misty eyed. I'm like, okay. Um, But I also feel like no things change like no time has gone by like you know it almost feels like you know getting on a bike like I'm here well and I think it also doesn't help that as I'm editing I feel like I was like talking to you guys while I was editing like I was there but I'm not (laughs) oh my goodness Uh, but it was so I mean it was it was a much needed good um step back for like you guys like I, I really needed to do this to protect myself energetically but also kind of decide like how I was gonna do this going forward because my life looks nothing like it did a year ago 10 months ago you know and it's not that I don't want to to do any podcasting because I I to my bones love podcasting I love doing this especially with with my Cassie I love it but I just had to figure out like how can I do this and make space and allow 
Like I'm essentially dead to the world until like two thirty every day with school, you know? And so it's like, I just needed to figure out how to like, how to, and, um, and it wasn't that I couldn't have made it work, but I, it wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been myself while I was trying to figure this out, you know? And so I'm, I'm happy to be back because I feel excited and ready and like, I'm just, I got, I got stuff to say. And I don't think I could have felt, I don't think I felt that way a few months ago. I was so just like overwhelmed with just everyday living that (laughs) anyway. So I'm like, I'm feeling like I'm kind of being able to like navigate everyday life to the point where I can like, I'm finding myself talking to myself a lot. And that's when I know I need a podcast because apparently I have things to say. (laughs) Really trying like, not to laugh, like I was like okay. into the mic right now. <laughs> I don't know if I'm the only one that oh does this. Gosh. Actually, I know I'm not, but nobody ever talks about how they talk to themselves. But there are times where I'm like saying stuff out loud, and I will have full on like conversations with myself where I'm just like, "Man, I got stuff to say." Like, <laughs> and I'm still doing skin besties, and so I still have this program of women that I'm working with right now. It's all women at the moment, and. And so I'm still like riffing and like finding things, um, realizing like, oh, this information needs to be out there. So that's why I'm like, I'm like pumped to be here. So (laughs) yeah, so I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Happy to be here. That's awesome. I am just, I feel like, like I said, sanity and just joy are restored back to the podcast. And obviously we had some wonderful episodes, you know, sans Genevieve there for a little bit, but it's been, um, yeah, I just, I miss you. So I'm selfishly really glad that you're back. Yes. What's, what's Same. up with you with like home stuff right now and life? Like give everybody oh, like a, stuff. just a little, just a little snippet of Yeah, a little, little dose. I'm, I feel like there's gonna be a whole episode on this cause I know I'm not the only one going through this, but like I'm, I am practicing brevity. So I will, I know I always say that, but I mean, I mean it this time. So <laughs> essentially my second grader and my fifth grader, they are, they're in remote school with the public school system up here and they have fabulous, incredible teachers and they're doing some really incredible things, but it's still very, very hard. It's still very challenging. And so I have my second grader who is Lucy. So she's, um, there's a big academic jump from her from first to second grade from like, how do you phonetically like, like read this word to like, what does that word now mean? And so it's a lot of like reading comprehension. It was like kind of like throwing her into the deep end because she's also like being expected to like, um, do a ton of reading comprehension around just directions of how to do her assignments. <laughs> and so it's just, it's just a lot. And she's very frustrated easily and confused and um is I've had to do a lot of work with her on not to feel shame over struggling because she's been really really hard on herself and that's been really really hard on me and so we've been spending a lot of time um doing a lot of like self-forgiveness self-trust um on both ends like and I've unearthed a lot of things that I didn't realize were a thing for me um like you know, we get all these school assignments and the only thing that's counted as attendance is showing up to live videos. But I, I think this must be my three wing, my Enneagram three wing. I'm a two wing three. I want to do everything and I want it to be achieved. And I want to like clear the day schedule every day of like, we did every single assignment, but dude, man, there are days when I'm like, fortunately we get one done and we're both exhausted by the end of it. (laughs) So like, 
energetically, I'm just working very hard every day to ask myself, like, and Cassie kept bringing this up to me (laughs) during this time. It was like, what is mine to do? And what do I want from the day versus what is the day asking from me? Because being able to like have that conversation with myself is like, and it really helps that my daughter's teacher is a really incredible human being who has asked me to stay in close contact with her. And so she's like, when she's having a hard day, please, I want to know. I want to know how she's doing. And she has made house visits, porch visits. She comes to our porch um, just to like coach Lucy through like, you can do hard things. You can absolutely do this. You're stronger than you think. And like, they have this really cute relationship and it's like, and she brings her books because it's difficult for her to be on a laptop all day long. And, um, I mean, understandably she's barely seven. And so just anyway, so it's like, it's just a lot of like learning new things, learning how to energy management, my schedule, my daughter's schedule, my son's schedule. My son's doing amazing. He's in fifth grade. He barely has enough to do, but he just got invited to the math team. That was exciting. Mm. So he's going to start math team next week. (laughs) And so I'm like, he's doing great. He's just lonely. You know, he's 10 and a half and he's misses regular human contact and and we're trying to provide what we can safely and it's just it's a lot of like I don't know what I'm doing (laughs) does anybody else know what they're doing so I'm in I'm just we're we're limping along right now but it's just the other day I was having this conversation with several people actually that it's it's really amazing what you can get used to And I'm trying very hard to allow us to get used to um, just this schedule and feel this sense of normalcy while still like realizing that we don't, it doesn't have to suck, Mm -hmm. you know, like let's have some joy in the things that we do have. So we decorated early for Christmas. (laughs) I don't have all my Christmas decorations up. I just have my greenery up with like twinkle lights Mm -hmm. and the twinkle lights make me happy on dark days because it's really like gloomy today. Uh And you know, I'm having lots of tea and looking at my pretty twinkle lights and I bought myself candles for the first time in years because like I didn't know how I felt about the toxicity level around that. And I just, yeah, so I'm like trying to find joy in my environment and part of, and I, and then also taking a break from the podcast has also helped me even realize even more about how joyful podcasting is for me. Hmm. You know, it's like, I don't, I don't want to let that go. Yeah, Totally. I am when I feel like when things are kind of nuts in my life like the the podcast always feels like this nice constant for for me to to just come and riff and get out stuff and you know miraculously the things that we talked about are talk about are actually things that are helpful for our (laughs) our listeners and our community so and yeah I feel that we're very grateful for all of you so well tell me how you're doing Goodish. <laughs> the Good. theme of the year. Goodish. Good. Uh, well, I am finishing up the last few edits for the digital cookbook, which is quite. It's been quite an undertaking. Oh, um, you guys! I don't you're know. You're in for a treat. <laughs> quite literally, in some senses. Like, <laughs> there are some treats in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. It ended up being more like there ended up being more moving parts to the work than I thought there were going to be like I thought it was like okay Mm. I am going to uh write the copy obviously recipes and everything photographs 
create a template for the recipe pages and then just put the same thing into every single recipe page as far as like the structure. But like yeah. some recipes are like three lines and some recipes are like 50 lines. 50 bajillion <laughs> so lines. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like I'm trying to explain to you how to spatchcock and dry brine a turkey. Which and I'm like, spatch what? Spatch what? <laughs> spatch. It's I'm just, like, there's a lot to teach me. <laughs> you're just butterflying it, people. You're just cutting out the backbone. <laughs> it's so smart. And it sounds intimidating, but it's really not. I've seen so, it a bunch, but I just didn't know what it was. And I'm so excited to have some like direction. <laughs> yeah. So basically, people, this is what you do. You cut the backbone out either using like a super, you have to have a really nice pair of kitchen shears or a sh- really super sharp knife. So, so I'll have my husband sharpen the knives before. Okay. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and a boning knife is ideal, but you can use a chef's knife for sure. Okay. Um, and so you cut out the backbone and uh, then after you cut out the backbone, you kind of splay everything out a little bit and like break some of the ribs so that it sits flatter, flip mm-hmm. it over and then push down on the middle and the sides where the breast is and it breaks the breastbone. And then everything See, that just makes so much sense. And then it lays relatively flat. And then the turkey that you struggle to get cooked evenly in four hours, you know, like some parts of it are dry and some parts of it are moist and some parts of it are overdone. Or then you're like, oh no, like the middle of the breast is still underdone or whatever. Like it's so frustrating. And find space for it. Yes. Um, And so with this technique, which I mean, this is not a new, this is not something I created. This is not a new technique. This is just the way I do my turkey. I'm sharing it with you guys. And so when you do that, you cut down the cooking time by a significant amount. So like a 10 pound bird will cook in like 45 minutes or like a 16 pound bird will cook in like an hour and a half ish. So it's like very different, like Thanksgiving, hugely different. And (laughs) it makes it so that like you can really like get everything in in the right amount of time it takes up a lot less space and and time in your oven so that when you're working on Mm -hmm. the other stuff the production of the day it's there um Mm -hmm, and it mm -hmm. also is something really easy to do with like a chicken and it's also really easy to do again with like if you have a smaller turkey if you have a smaller group of people there so anyways the cookbook has had a lot more moving pieces than i thought it was going to um (laughs) as far as like oh make sure to link to this thing oh like some design things like moving stuff around do you want to have a page Uh, there's so many different pieces i have so much respect for people who create cookbooks (laughs) like hire if you're gonna make a cookbook you guys like hire a designer i almost did for this project and I yeah. just, I, did, I didn't get, have my shenanigans together in enough time, so it wasn't going to work out. So anyways, um, by the time this episode airs, the book is done. And if mm-hmm. you sign up via the link in the show notes, you'll be able to get a copy of the book for free. You just have to sign, I'm up, so excited. sign up for the email list. That's it. And uh, do it. Yeah. You will, you will love it. And if anything, you will massively impress the people around you because like while we're having like smaller (laughs) gatherings I'm like okay well if we're not like you know running around like crazy people and being busy and like doing things then Mm -hmm. let's like let's have like really good food yeah and that's kind of what I'm hearing from my community at least like people are Mm -hmm. gonna go a little bit bigger go for the nicer cut of meat like maybe Mm -hmm. do some prime rib for Christmas instead of like turkey and ham again or Mm -hmm. whatever it is and and obviously you know some of this adjustment is folks are actually trying to do like not a whole turkey for Thanksgiving but you know if we're looking toward like I mean you could do something totally different for your protein for Thanksgiving you could do a rack of lamb you could I mean there's all sorts of things you can do if you can allocate a little bit more of the budget or you can get like a nicer heritage turkey and those tend to be about 10 pounds or so anyway 
Mm-hmm. So there's that. I mean, you can get a bigger one, but that's generally what you see. But yeah, I mean, I think the challenges that everyone's facing this year is like, how do I scale my recipes to my group size? Mm-hmm. And then, and some people are still, you know, their bubble is big enough to where they're, you know, still having their, you know, five, 10, whatever, however many people. Um, mm-hmm. um, and, but we're, I mean, we're going to be like, we have our little bubble and I think we're going to end up being like eight of us in our little bubble literally is the whole bubble. All of us, <laughs> all, all of us are wonderful. So, yeah. So anyways, and then, I mean, there's a bunch of like easy to make, like kind of, there's some individualized recipes in there where you can make like half the recipe and it'll half the portions if you need to, things mm. like that. So they're all cool. flexible recipes for the most part. But listen, people, just make a whole pie, okay? Be smart, make a whole pie. <laughs> if you need to make mini pies, you can, but you should just make a whole pie because you're going to want the leftovers. Oh, oh, yes. Trust me. I was very fortunate to get to try some, and it's so good. <laughs> like, I can't yes. wait. I can't wait to have it in my hands and, like, be able to, like, thumb through the recipes myself. And, like, I've gotten sneak peeks, but that's not the same. I can't wait to have the whole thing. Like, yeah. Jen said she's going to print it out. So you guys can print it out if you want. Yeah. I'm going to print it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's going to be good. Honored. I feel honored. Um, hey, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's honestly, if you ask me, like, what's up with you? Like, that's literally what's up with me. That's what's up. <laughs> that yeah, that's that what I mean, that's eating, makes sense. That's all encompassing. Breathing the cookbook <laughs> and finishing it up. And it's, you know, it's a it's a free resource. But I just I don't think people understand how much work people put into the like free ebooks, the blog the recipes on their blogs things like that like it's it's a lot of work you guys and so much work people giving it to you for free so if they have ads on their website which i don't you just you click those ads okay just do it even if you don't want the thing (laughs) just go get the ebook guys (laughs) get the ebook yes so anyways i'm really excited and it's totally just my gift to my subscribers like as a thank you for letting me have a little space in your inbox at all um i think it's quite a big deal to give um folks space in your inbox and i don't take that lightly so i'm excited so grab your copy Okay, everyone. So topic for today's episode, of course, we're bringing Genevieve back to chat about skin because that's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we do. Um, (laughs) And we are going to talk about sensitive skin today. Mm -hmm. We've Mm -hmm. broken down acneic skin. We've broken down like every skin type, period. We've talked about Mm -hmm. sensitive skin on the podcast Um, But it's never got its own airtime, right? The Mm airtime for sensitive skin has always been tied to us talking about rosacea um, or dry skin. And this is something like you get these questions all the dang time. All the dang time. All the dang time. right now. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, you know, I think a lot of us were heading into the winter and a lot of us experienced significantly more skin sensitivities Uh during the winter. And we start Uh to like throw up our hands and say WTF because our routine that was once working Mm -hmm. ain't ain't working anymore. Mm -mm, (laughs) And here's the thing. Like, I think we can, we've talked, we've also talked on the podcast about like transitioning your fault, like winter skincare, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I think at a greater sense, like if you are someone whose skin type demands you know, changing your skincare every season, which I mean, we all kind of tend to have to make an adjustment or two, especially yeah. based on mm-hmm. Genevieve's recommendations. Yeah. 
but like there's something to think about like how are you doing internally as you make that transition as well oh 100 percent. but um i very much connected girl give us the deets you get so many questions about sensitive skin yeah well the interesting thing about this time of year is what i end up doing is telling people honey you have sensitive skin (laughs) because a lot of people don't recognize that they have Mm. sensitive skin because it seems to be seasonal and i'm like sensitive skin is kind of a state of like temporary like you're having a sensitive skin right now like most people aren't sensitive skin there's a reason why when you look at like skin typing charts there's not one just for sensitive skin is because it's typically like a state that you're in Mm. not that you know you are sensitive skin that doesn't say that you don't have year-round sensitivities to different things but it's like but your skin type beyond the sensitivity is you know normal combo dry oily like that sort of thing that's or like mature like the those are the more like skin types. And so I wanted to kind of define a little bit what makes up sensitive skin because we're all seeing it amplified this year because 2020 masks, <laughs> stress, stress, yeah, all these things that factor into a, a completely different skin year than I think we may have ever seen before, or it's been a long time. Or like, for instance, I'm seeing things in my skin that I haven't seen in six seven years six seven eight years like I'm talking like postpartum <laughs> like I haven't seen my skin do stuff like this in a long long time and so I think that let's kind of like break down like what what would sensitive skin look like in this season because sometimes I want to be like winter skin but I don't want to like start to convolute like this can be helpful information at any time of the year if you're seeing these things so mm-hmm. like if you're seeing things like reactive to your if you're feeling reactive to your environment um, or like the elements, that sort of a thing or a product like something you're putting on your skin. So something topically that's like touching your skin in any regard, if you're feeling like reactive to it, that's part of sensitive skin redness in the skin. So whether it's blotchy, so like defined, but like all over the place or you just always have rosy cheeks, like really rosy cheeks. Like, I mean, everybody should have some color to their face, but if you're feeling like overly red, that's part of that. Um, Something that nobody really talks about is tight skin, like that tight feeling. And it's amplified with mask wearing. So if you're feeling tight, like if you feel like you need to stretch and move your mouth because you're just your skin feels tight, that is a topical sensitivity that can absolutely be helped. But um, it's part of that sensitive skin. Uh, And also like flaky skin. That one's a little more classically like sensitive skin. Um, You sunburn easily or like itchy hives. Those are all kind of those are kind of the does. Like, yes, everybody knows like that last few is like categorized with sensitive skin. But you're going to. Some people don't have flaky skin, but they have tight skin. Some people have redness, but they never experience um, reactive. um, Their skin doesn't get reactive to their environment. So it's like sometimes you can have all of them. Sometimes you can have one of them. But a lot of that has to do with like what's going on externally, like what how what's happening to your skin externally. Um, We're you know, we're going to talk about a lot of what happens internally. That's kind of the beautiful part of me and Cassie being together is like we have these aha moments of they are you know our skin is an organ mm-hmm. you know 100% it's affected more by things because it's like out there but <laughs> but i i feel like it's important to have that conversation of like how do i know that i'm going to benefit from this information so if you have any of those things and and also if you have like inflammatory breakouts inflammatory breakouts meaning like you have I actually have one on the tip of my chin right now and i'm like why it's like literally on the tip of my chin it's like it doesn't come to a head it hurts it's red 
and it feels like there's some something under there that's actually an inflammatory breakout that's mm-hmm. not you're not having a bacterial breakout you can absolutely get one from having that inflammation there for such a long such a long time because the skin becomes dehydrated faster and it creates like this perfect environment for bacterial breakout so um and a lot of people don't ever see that breakout come to a head it just comes and goes and ultimately if your moisture barrier which you may or may not have heard me say in the past if your moisture barrier is doing well then hopefully something like that will go before it comes to a head like if we can get it to like resolve within itself and it just um comes and goes on its own then um or then your skin is doing what it's supposed to because our skin is the ultimate barrier, right? Our skin is supposed to be this barrier to the outside world. It's supposed to protect us from UV rays, um, pollution, um, free radicals, you know, any of these external sources like dehydrated air. It's like all these things, it's going to be this barrier from it. But that at the same time means our skin gets just beat up this time of year because we go from uh, most people think that summertime is going to be the hardest on skin because we sweat. And I'm like, mm, for some skin types, that that may be frustrating, but ultimately the mass majority of the population sees the hardest time of year when we're transitioning in fall to winter. And then like deep winter is when usually like crap hits the fan and everybody's like, what's happening to my skin? But you start to see the signs now. And so part of the reason why we wanted to like, I wanted to get back on and I wanted to talk and we wanted to like put this episode out now is it's just like super timely and it's just heightened because of stress and mask wearing and things like that. So ultimately, that is my um, my first tidbit of information is why do I why do I need to even care? (laughs) You know, is like if you can see the signs now, then you're going to save yourself a world of hurt in like February, (laughs) January, February, when it's like really, really cold. You've been in um, an externally dehydrating environment because really we don't live in a dehydrating environment in the summertime. Um, But as soon as our air that we sleep in and work in and spend most of our time in is heated, we are in an extraordinarily dehydrated time. And so we might need to uptick our moisture content to be able to aid our moisture barrier. And so like anything that's like water-based is going to help aid that water content. Anything that's oil-based is going to be really protective and like it's going to like help aid that um that barrier protection that our skin is supposed to be. And so a lot of times people don't really know, like, you know, one of the questions I get a lot is, do I add a heavier moisturizer or do I add a facial oil? And like, why would I do one or the other? And a lot of it has to do with, well, then let's evaluate what's happening with your skin. Like, do you notice that in previous episodes, I'm pretty sure this was in like the very like episode four i think pretty pretty freaking early this on this is most definitely in episode four we talked about yes. oil dry versus water dry how to know and, mm-hmm. and then what to do about it yeah and so if you guys want to learn more about how to figure that out there is a test you can do where you pinch your forehead and we'll talk about through that in episode four but you can see if your skin is dehydrated based off of what it looks like when you do that pinch um, so you can, you can check every day. I do almost every day and it's amazing how much our skin changes every day and it's gets dehydrated pretty quickly <laughs> externally. You do that pinch every iron. day? Almost every day. It's like what I do right before my skincare regimen. It's almost out of curiosity than like, I must do it. It's more of like, how's my skin doing today? <laughs> Cause it only takes a second, like literally just to pinch it diagonally across my forehead and then watch what that looks like. It tells you more. It, Cause sometimes your touch can be deceiving. Cause like I will have 
the craziest texture on my face, but I'll be hydrated. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, well, good. Go me drinking my water and I'm putting on my moisturizer, but now I need some exfoliation help. Some like chemical peel help. And so it's, there's anyway. So, um, when you are doing and you notice that you're dehydrated. So when you listen to that episode, if you do that test and you figure out that you're dehydrated, a like water-based moisturizer, so a cream, anything that's cream-based is going to be more helpful. This is where people get tripped up though, is this time of year is really, really tricky, especially with masks, um, is product penetration. Because if you are, have normal to combo skin, sometimes dry skin has this issue too. You are still producing a little bit of oil, but then you're mixing it with a deeper level of dry dead skin cells. And it when you mix that waxier sebum with the dry dead skin cells, it creates this like cap that is very difficult to get through. And it a product ends up just sitting on the surface when really we need to like penetrate through that. And so um, and we're constantly in the cycle of like, how do I keep my skin soft so it'll more readily accept product and then get her to a deeper level? And that is really applicable right now especially with mask wearing I mean with some some girls in my program I've had to get really like nitty-gritty of like okay can you control what kind of fabric you're wearing on your face like can we wear can we put a layer of silk in between your face and your mask can we put something softer so it's not abrasive and continually drying or or is it possible to have a mask that sits off of your face So that way you're not touching all the time because it's hard to get rid of that moisture content from our breath, you know, because it's like that's kind of the point is like we don't want that water molecule, that moisture molecule getting out if we have if we have COVID. So it's like it's like, okay, we need we need it to be contained. How do we protect our skin? (laughs) And um, anytime you're wearing a mask, that extra level of heat and humidity actually will dehydrate you even more, too. So it's like we've got double whammy. We've got dehydrated air. We've got super, super moist air that actually like wicks moisture off of our skin. It pulls more moisture to it. It's a humectant. And so we're like, okay, we have to work on continually softening our skin. We'll get to that in a second. (laughs) We've got to keep our skin soft. We can't let it get to that state where it gets dry and crusty. We all do it. Don't feel bad if you do it. I do it. (laughs) But there's lots of things to do for your skin if that happens. And then how do we maintain the skin during that time? And how do we get the product to get where it needs to go? So if we're dealing with how to get the product or how to keep our skin soft, that's things like fruit-based products. So enzymatic things. So like anytime we're dealing with like fruit extracts or literal like fruit, like tropical fruit, like papaya, pineapple, anything that's on the enzymatic factor is going to be really softening. Um, and it can, it's going to be really helpful to keep that, um, that surface more pliable to more readily accept a cream-based product. And then it's also finding the right level of moisture content. Um, because it's like, if you have that dry dead skin cell layer, you can't go straight to heavy moisturizer because it'll just sit there. And then you will feel really slick. You will feel congested, you know? And so, and then, um, if we can get that softening effect with those fruit-based products, then we can like really like keep it soft. Um, also facial oils can be helpful for keeping skin soft on the regular as well. Cause essentially that's what sebum is. Sebum is keeping our skin soft and it's really important to making sure that our sebum is um, either being mimicked through like facial oil because facial oils are essentially trying to mimic sebum. So like in my case, 
I have really dry, dehydrated skin. Naturally, that's just the state I live in. And so when I add a facial oil to my face during the winter, it helps keep my skin softer because I'm lacking that sebum. But if you're like, girl, I do, I do not need any more oil. I don't need more of that. I already feel congested. Then doing something more softening can be like super, super helpful. So down to the, like, that was how to add more moisture to your system or to your, like your current regimen to keep your face soft. And then facial oil is essentially what I just said. Like if you want to use facial oil, it's a great thing to do to keep your skin soft. Um, the best time in my opinion to do facial oil is nighttime because that's when our natural sebum production goes down and we don't produce as much. So if you're like worried about like, well, I don't know when to use a facial oil. Nighttime is a great time to do it. Um, and then using a gemstone roller or a cooling roller will actually help with that product penetration. And there are um, quite a few people that this time of year, I'm like, all right, we're going to move you to a gemstone roller morning and night. I even have a few people bringing them to work. <laughs> and um, Beauty Counter actually came out with one in their holiday set. I love it so much. It's the most interesting shape. It's more like a wand than a roller, if that makes sense. So you hold it more like a wand. And I love that I don't have to worry about dropping and breaking it like a gemstone. Like a gemstone, like you will, that thing will shatter if you drop it. But the titanium one from Beauty Counter, which is limited edition, so if you're interested, do not hesitate. Go get it now. Um, is a really wonderful way to kind of like carry it with you all the time which is really great for mask wearing if you wear them all the time especially if you're in the medical community because you can sanitize it and you can sanitize it well whereas like gemstones they're very porous it's difficult to like truly sanitize a gemstone so it's like I really recommend this roller I've never seen a roller that's titanium like this like you can get some cooling ones but they're huge they're like they're like bigger than my hand. I mean, they're huge. And so the one from Beauty Counter is wonderful because it's thin. It's more like a wand. You can keep it in your purse. You can, I have some people keeping it in their fridge because they get on their lunch break. They can only take it off once in 10 hours, you know? Um, so I'm like, there's a lot of things you can do to keep your skin soft to more readily accept that product. And that's how you can really age your moisture barrier during that time. I feel like there's a lot more things I could say, but that's the most concise way <laughs> to say it. How do, what are some like more specific things we can do to soften our skin? So you said like enzymes. Do you have any enzymes? specific product recommendations for us? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's a brand that I've been really into probably since summertime. Um, there's a, and it's a clean brand called Earth Harbor. I, I love them because they have a really wonderful price point. I think that their, their formulas are so similar to Leilani skincare. And you guys know. You guys know, if you've been listening to the podcast, I have loved Leilani for years. And I feel like this brand has got a really similar formulation to Leilani. Um, but I, I think they're just really smart formulations. There's this one specific product called Nymph Nectar. N-Y-M-P-H. Nymph Nectar. And it's got a lot of, it's a softening, um, balmy type product. And so it's cream based, but it's got this, it's got fruit in it. And so I really love it. Leilani has one, um, it's called Bless Balm and I've been using Bless Balm. It's my go-to whenever I get reactive skin and they have this really beautiful program for frontline workers where you can send a glass jar sample, uh, like a $5 glass jar sample to a frontline worker. And so, I mean, I've had people buy it for themselves, but I've also, people have sent it to friends and family that are in that industry. And I think that's really lovely because it's a great product for softening and creating a little bit of like a barrier underneath a mask if you're having really reactive skin. It's my go-to for 
um, anytime I get sick and I get really dehydrated and reactive. Um, so those two products are really great for like softening. And then we also need to have the conversation of the overnight resurfacing peel. It is like my end all be all for like corrective work. If you've got texture to your skin, you've got flaky skin, um, heck, even if you have like redness to your skin, um, or if you know that you have product penetration issues, like you get product pilling on your face, then um, using the overnight resurfacing peel is like a really wonderful way to correct that if you have a good moisturizer to wear over the top of it. Like if you feel good about your moisturizer, like it's got great moisture content for you. If you feel like it's enough, if you're even worried about it not being enough, then you might need to buy another moisturizer, <laughs> like bump up the moisture content. <laughs> so th those are my quick recommendations for softening the skin, like through product. Um, I know I say this a lot, but the Norwex cloth, like the, the body cloth is my favorite for like, like a, a physical exfoliant. That's really gentle. It's my go-to. I've had the same cloths for like four years. They last a really long time if you care for them. Um, and I use it for like makeup prep before I put on like a facial oil. <laughs> like there's a, there's a lot you can do with these products by themselves. And, um, Something else is Earth Harbor is having a sale on their little mini sets. So you can get like an $80 set for like $35, $30, $40 right now. So definitely something That's you guys awesome. should check out because I love that brand a lot. Awesome. I have their eye cream from um, mm. a previous cause box. And mm -hmm. it's the, um, I think it has like seaweed in it. It's really, it's, it's a very, really, yeah. It's a marine based brand. So most yeah. of their, like they have a, they have a serum that's um, got Bacuchiol in it, and it comes from essentially like a sea succulent. <laughs> it's a it's a really interesting brand. That's awesome. They're using yeah, a lot awesome. of like plant nutrients for sure. Yeah. Cool. Oh my so goodness. I think that I could say so much more about what to do externally, but that is a fantastic place to start. <laughs> but there, but there's also a lot to say about internally. Like well, what I know, but you know? I knew if I didn't ask you specifically what products <laughs> that we would right? get, yeah. that would be the next episode would have to be all of that. Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, internally, I think obviously, so, I mean, if you haven't listened to healing dry skin from within or healing acne from within, those are episodes four and 73. Um, mm -hmm. if you deal with dry skin or if you deal with acne and sensitivity, I like w one of those skin types and sensitivity, I would head toward those episodes just cause you're going to get some really specific advice from that. I send vein. people there all the time <laughs> I know I'm like you guys don't understand how important those skin typing episodes have been um yeah. some of our most listened to content period and you know I think that just goes to show like people get so frustrated and the advice out there is so convoluted and one of the things that I wanted to clarify that you said and just like really hit home is that sensitive skin is not a skin type sensitive yes. skin is something that's happening to your skin regardless of your skin type and mm -hmm. I like people always say, well, I have, they have the identity in it. You know, they're like, oh, I yes. have sensitive skin. It's like, no, your no, skin no. is reactive right now. You're having a sensitive moment. Yeah. And, and maybe that sensitive moment has been going on for a while because you <laughs> back to been, back <laughs> because you haven't been softening and then mm -hmm. giving water nourishment and oil nourishment to your skin, whether that's that external is or internal. The, 
Yes, that's a beautiful part about learning about aesthetics and learning about what we can do topically is like, of course, like we kind of need the internal external to like marry together. But so often nobody knows what to do externally. Mm -hmm. Well, and internally, but a lot of times they'll go internally to fix things, not realizing that externally there's a lot we can do to support the skin. Yes. So that way your back to back, your your sensitive skin moments aren't literally back to back, you know? Yeah. And I mean, to the point where I have been mulling over like opening up my own schedule for like internal skincare consult like internal skin consultations because Mm -hmm. y'all need some help with your skin um you know on top of the other work that you're doing with your your health and wellness as well so um look for that if that's something I decide to end up doing I don't know know (laughs) if that's gonna be the case I had a follow-up question for you really quick um as far as mask wearing goes, I mean, a lot of these cases for folks that you're working mm. with, they're wearing like mm-hmm. M95 masks because they're working in hospitals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or they're essential workers who have to wear like fully like M95 or KN95 or something like that. Or um, a mask provided for them. That's been the other correct. part. Is like they don't get yeah, to choose. Yeah, so they're not getting to choose. If someone is mm-hmm. getting to choose, so yes. for like the mass majority of us who are not in this category and maybe have to wear mm-hmm. masks often um cotton is that what you would say or silk like what what do you unfortunately cotton and like linen are like well nobody should do linen for covid but with cotton it's it's actually really rough on the skin more than we realize interesting and right i know and so i as soon as i saw masks was gonna become a thing for a long period of time i was like oh boy like um some things that you can do if it is safe for your environment and if you have access to somebody that'll make something for you because i haven't seen any out there um, is doing a mask that's lined with silk on the inside. Mm. So a silk is going to be the most um, skin safe as far as like it's going to slip across your face. I mean, there's a, there's a reason why silk pillows are expensive, but like a legit thing. It's It can be really, really helpful for certain skin types. And so if you can find somebody that will line a mask with silk um, or if you can find a silkier mask, then that's the way to go. It's why I tend to go towards... Um, I try to feel what my masks feel like before I buy them um, because I'm one of those people that if I wore a cotton mask every day, my face would be so irritated and mm-hmm. it would be so red. And I did do that through the spring and I finally was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. um, unfortunately, my mom is a very talented seamstress and she has um, significantly helped me in that department. So um, you can take a regular mask and literally just whip stitch, like hand stitch some slick fabric to the inside as long as you've done it tight enough that you can wash your mask on a regular basis do not do not wear the same mask every day without washing it that is that ideally is like, you should not wear the same mask for twice like yes yeah not you should twice. have one to two for every day of the week think about this as a pair of it. underwear for your face Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, but for real, like, I mean, think about all the, the bacterial stuff that comes out your nose and your mouth and then it's catching and then yes. rubbing on your face. I'm like, oh my gosh. Anyway, so <laughs> all the estheticians like, are, her, her brain is exploding. Okay. So that's, I mean, that's why I ask a lot of the interesting piece right here is, um, and I don't necessarily have the answer for this right in this moment. I actually haven't had to do a lot of due diligence here because I don't really have to wear masks very often. I mean, mm-hmm. my mask is worn for 10 minutes in my car when I'm at the drive through window to get coffee at my favorite spot. It's worn yeah. for 10 minutes at a time when I'm picking up my grocery order. And like, that's pretty much it. I'm just not mm-hmm. seeing people. 
Um, And in those cases where I have had to use a mask, so I don't have to wear a mask uh, very often. And so Mm -hmm. I haven't had to put a lot of thought into this. So I don't have like a perfect recommendation for you guys. But there is a line toed between safe fabrics as far as non-toxic and then safe fabrics as far as like what works for your skin. Um, silk is natural. It's totally safe to be next to your skin. I think that's super smart. We should, we should make masks that have silk. I was just thinking there's a lady like literally down the street from me that makes masks. And I'm thinking about going to her and being like, Hey, so if you decide to make silk masks, I got some people that will buy them. (laughs) (laughs) I've been recommending them, but there's nowhere to send. If we can find one, we'll link it in the show notes for you. Yeah. But I just wanted to mention that because there are a lot, I mean, a lot of people are wearing polyester masks. You're breathing Mm -hmm. in my like plastic microfibers all day it's not ideal it might work better for your skin but it's not ideal for your body um Mm -hmm. i don't know if they have them in stock right now but i have a norwex math mask which i really that was ideal yeah so i mean it's got colloidal silver or pardon me not colloidal silver but it's got silver in it which means that it's going to be antibacterial and antimicrobial which is really really good um for Mm -hmm. that thought process of like trying to keep that bacteria away from the skin um, but it's one of those things where like, it's just the, the nature of like being closed off like that is going to cause issues and sensitivity mm. for sure. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. That's really, that's a really smart thing to talk about because that kind of blew a lot of people's minds as we were talking about through skin besties mm-hmm. talking about, okay, well, what kind of fabric are you using? And they were like, I, I don't know. It's the disposable one. I'm like, ah, okay. i'm like okay those ones are going to be supremely scratchy so i mean as jen mentioned like there's a massive internal component when it comes to paying attention to skin sensitivity in general um i'm not gonna like reinvent the wheel here because i basically went through all of this information in episode 73 or 74 i think i can't remember which one Mm -hmm. it is but i'll link it for you guys and then episode four as well and essentially people just don't realize just how directly connected digestion and skin health is And, you know, Mm -hmm. digestion are these like Mm -hmm. building blocks of the body. How we break down our food is going to determine how we're able to nourish our body. How we, you know, like get rid of waste is going to determine whether that waste hangs out in our system for too long. Um, And that toxic burden there in the liver is extremely important when you're thinking about skin health as well. So we're going to dive a little bit deeper. I know um, for for those of you who like... I mean, I don't think we've mentioned this on the podcast yet, actually, because we haven't been together, is that we have, uh, we'll be focusing a bit more on like hormonal health on the podcast um, in the new year. Mm, mm. so So excited excited. we're gonna go (laughs) way deeper into that and we have done a couple of episodes on like cycle syncing and all that goodness with Sharon Bailey we've talked about it kind of ad-libbed in the past from a non-expert place and so we're really excited to bring some people who are very well versed in like period health um, women's health and environmental load toxicity um, dealing with like liver burden having to deal with endocrine disruptors like there's a whole really interesting conversation to have here um in in many avenues and so we're going to be going a lot deeper to that in the future but the thing that i just really want to make sure you guys are noting is like make sure you're taking care of that liver of yours which the first course of action is just to focus on improving your digestion episodes 18 and 19 are going to done help this. you improve your digestion. <laughs> Those are like core episodes for us, you guys. I, so, mm-hmm. The episodes we've referred the most to are episode four, 
18 and 19. Uh-huh. And uh, episode 40, which is like rosacea. Yep. Mm-hmm. Those are our most referenced episodes, period, I think, yep. for the most part. And, you know, when it comes to supporting digestion, like, obviously, the basics of that are, eating, you know, eliminating most, like, processed foods. You're eating a lower inflammatory diet. Um, you're reducing the refined things in your diet. And you're getting rid of industrial seed oils. That's the one of the most important things that you can do as far as skin health is concerned because your fatty acid profile is really dependent. Your skin health is really dependent on your fatty acid profile. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the the lack of juiciness, like so much of what you suggested, there's so much juiciness in what you suggested with like, you know, those topical <laughs> things, right? There's really quick and, and dirty things that you can do to just like get improvements in your skin right away. And that's the topical. But if you don't yep. deal with the internal, it's just going to keep happening. It doesn't matter yep. what you do with your moisture barrier. <laughs> yep. So yep. I just, I want to reiterate that. And it's not sexy. It's like getting yeah. adequate sleep, reducing like the daily efforts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and there's lots more specific stuff that we'll talk about in the future as far as like vitamin, mineral supplementation, liver support, all that kind of stuff, different things that you can do as far as um, activities in order to like get the liver like out of stagnation and moving. Like there's some really cool energetic things that you can do as well. But I think, you know, right now everyone is exhausted and Mm -hmm. uh, stressed and I mean all of that and so it's showing up in our skin and Mm -hmm. it's connected so I I'm just gonna leave it at that you know I think we can go a lot deeper into like the internal piece but you guys make sure you go back and listen to those episodes as I mentioned I will link them in the show notes for you and uh and Jen I'm just like I just want to have a moment to say thank you and I'm excited that you're back and I just love you Um. (laughs) Thank you. That was fun. I felt flow there. I think you guys, I think I barely breathed through what, five minutes of talking? Like, (laughs) (laughs) it's good though. It's good. It was good. It it felt good because I mean, I feel like this has been like bottling up because I I say this so, so, so much, which by the way, I found a couple silk silk mask items that I'm going to be perfect. We'll link them in the show notes for you. I'm very excited about it because both of them look awesome. They look perfect double lined like and people are like yes my skin feels so much better I'm like thank you okay good mm-hmm. <laughs> yes <laughs> so I'm sure I can uh just speak for everyone in saying that we're just so glad to have Genevieve back today on the podcast and thanks guys for being here and for listening and allowing us to be in your ears for about an hour give or take each week and uh we hope you have a wonderful week make sure you go grab a copy of the cookbook the the link is in the show notes for you and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week thanks for joining us today on this episode of rebel heart radio you can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com or you can hop on our instagram you can ask us anything we love to get to know you guys don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on itunes and we'll catch you guys on the next episode Can we send us in? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) This feels just so good. I know. That's why I was like, yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) You have to stop gigging back there. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) There's your bloopers right there.
like nervous sighted right now. 